So <laughs> David Dennis Jr., author of The Movement Made Us, um, we're doing this, a thing that we don't ever do on mm. Debatable Effect Television Show, where Dominique Foxworth is usually here with us, um, because the Nets have finally done it. They have mm. suspended Kyrie Irving. And the language here, man, it should be parsed because we've been parsing language for a week now, nonstop. Right. And why, why not do more of it? But what they say is that Kyrie will serve a suspension without pay until he satisfies a series of objective remedial measures that address the harmful impact of his conduct and the suspension period served is no less than five games. And there's some other stuff there we can reference too, but it feels like this is the end of Kyrie Irving's Nets career. I would like to go out on that limb as soon as possible because that is what I've learned over the past week. I don't even know really where to start again, to start anew about Kyrie but I have a, just a few. I have, I have the more more sim, my most cynical thought here. Yeah, is that Kyrie? Yes, did this. You know, really abhorrent press conference today. Refused to you know say he's um, not anti-Semitic. However, I still cannot get over the two for twelve four point game a couple of days ago and the feeling that if Kyrie had just come off of a 45 point game and had not pouted on the court about, you know, coaching decisions and things and the way he's been treated that I don't know. I don't know what happens here in terms of a suspension Mm. for five games. I don't, especially from a Nets franchise that as we speak is doing onboarding paperwork for Ime Udoka. So, okay. So just to clarify here, because that is deeply cynical, but honestly, appropriately deeply cynical to the extent that nobody involved in this power dynamic has any credibility left. So I want to caveat everything you said with just that as the backdrop, but continue. At at, at all. I mean, this is just, they are all inviting this on themselves as a franchise. And then we have a pointed word of remedial in this thing that is Man, that's a lot of layers going on there. When you're talking about a guy who there have been conversations about his intellect, there's things about him reading, what does he read, things like that. And we have the word remedial. And all of this with the backdrop of the fact that Kyrie Irving has espoused anti-Semitism for a week straight and then months (laughs) after Alex Jones stuff. It's just bad on bad on bad. It is a tiramisu layer cake of bad that is just sitting there in... Brooklyn. Yeah, man. It's one of those like diagrams of the earth where it's like the mantle, the crust. Right. And of course, this diagram is a bad metaphor because Kyrie does not believe in the diagram I'm describing. Exactly. However, I do want to read the first paragraph to what you're saying of this Mm -hmm. press uh, of this press release, because, David, what we're also describing here is a ratcheting up of Mm -hmm. of let's call it uh, balls. When it comes to what the Nets are now suddenly willing to do after first not naming him, trying to work Mm -hmm. this out without even addressing him as a character specifically, and then giving him multiple opportunities in front of the press, behind a podium, and then today, and then working with the NBA and Adam Silver condemning him and offering him a million chances at an apology, which he does not grant. And the Nets come out with this first paragraph, quote, over the last several days, we've made repeated attempts to work with Kyrie Irving to help him understand the harm and danger of his words and actions. 
which began with him publicizing a film containing deeply disturbing anti-Semitic hate. We believed that taking the path of education in this challenging situation would be the right one and thought we had made progress with our joint commitment to eradicating hate and violence. And they go on to say that they're dismayed by the fact that Kyrie was given the opportunity to unequivocally say that he has no anti-Semitic beliefs today in this media session. We're talking on Thursday. Um, and they say this was not the first time he had the opportunity, but failed to clarify. So I'm glad that at least they are like recognizing a chronology here. Right. Mm -hmm. But but the thing that's crazy, of course, is that this all could have happened like a week ago. <laughs> Right. <laughs> because and I, I laugh sort of morbidly, David, because I feel like we're now entering maybe the most unpleasant phase of this in some regards, which is the Kyrie Irving has been canceled and Kyrie Irving is a martyr and he is a freedom fighter and he is the man who is who is brave enough to say the truth that no one else is. And I fucking hate this part of the story, man, because I think we should be very clear like the Nets put a lot of words there and I'm grateful that they finally came around to some transparency on that. Finally, after great opacity, but this is not a story about a guy with a, with like a um, more complicated view of history. This is a guy who has been trafficking and propagating hate speech and like brain wormed batshit crazy conspiracies about how the Holocaust did not happen. And there are these quotes from Adolf Hitler in the same movie about how it was found in a secret document in an undisclosed location that was provided at the time of his death. And it's just like, I, I hate that we're going to have to treat this like it was anything but madness. And now mm -hmm. we're going to get to that part of this conversation. Yeah. And then we're going to have to also discuss the really bad stuff about the history of all this and how it inter interacts with what Kyrie's belief of black liberation movement work is. We're going to deal yes. with this whole idea of, you know, Kanye West got kicked off of social media when he said he's going death con three on Jewish folks. And Kyrie Irving is now going to be suspended because of this, because you don't mess with the powerful mythical Jewish folks. And now we are pitting, you know, Jew, Jews and black folks in a way that is antithetical to any idea of black liberation that we have. But with that said, we have to get into the uncomfortable nuance part of this is that when you talk about white supremacy, what they what one of the powerful aspects of it is, is to make marginalized folks feel like it's somebody other than than white supremacy that is holding us down. And one of the most effective people that they've pinpointed as doing this is Jewish folks. No, for hundreds of years, man, this is this is a, a literally ancient tradition of, right. of finding a convenient other, truly an mm -hmm. other to blame. And and, and the pro one of the problems with it makes it complicated in the NBA sense is that there are a lot of people, some black, you know, folks in the black community, especially black men, where this stuff is propagated and believed in barbershops like this. These are the things that Kyrie is saying are things that I've grown up hearing that I've heard in different spaces um, that are 
sometimes less fringe than others. They are still fringe spaces, but you could grow up hearing these things as people like Kyrie and Kanye and you become powerful black men. You are told that there is still this secret society of Jewish folks holding you back. Kanye thinks that's what kept him from the fashion industry and athletes are told that it's, you know, the lawyers and the you know, all the bankers. Agents, bankers and all of this stuff that are holding you down. And he's got to talk to Adam Silver, Jewish American person, and who is quote unquote all powerful in all of this, which there are not like there are <laughs> black folks in the league in his locker rooms who believe what Kyrie is saying. Yeah, no, and so I mean, that makes it, it all more complicated, even though, yes, they're wrong, but you're still dealing with communities of folks who may not necessarily feel that way and it's only sort of fanning the flames that yes you don't mess with the all-powerful jewish folks which is anti-semitic in itself yes no the tragedy here one of the several tragedies here is that anti-semitism has been conflated with Mm pro-black and and that's for all the reasons you said you wrote a book about the movement that's why i cited it before i mean that's why this is again historic it's ahistorical it's farcical and and so Here's what is going to get lost, right, in the retelling of this, because you're right, everything is collapsed to that simple causality of look who did this to us again. Mm. The week, the week of chances and opportunities, the week of presenting a bar on the Mm. ground, the lowest possible bar of can you just specifically deny that you deny the Holocaust? Can you specifically deny that you have anti-Semitic beliefs? Can you specifically deny this movie that is again just deranged and, right. and this is where this is where i think we have to see this through the lens of the flat earth stuff cuz mm-hmm. i again i have talked to people who have argued with kyrie david about the flat earth stuff and he refuses to admit that it's settled that he's right. just asking questions right mm-hmm. and we all laughed at this because who's being harmed there But with this story, the same playbook from him is being run almost identically Mm because we never got clarity, by the way, about specifically what he believes about the earth and physics and space. He's just refusing to retract things that he has raised. And the upshot here is that we get the FBI saying that synagogues in Newark have credible threats of terrorism against them today, right? We have... The Kanye thing, the 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 projected Kanye was right on the sides of buildings. Like this shit is real, and it's dangerous. And it's and it's really in the way that this stuff sort of sneaks into the the, the subconscious and things like that, and sneaks into and creates that 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 alleyway, that that runway to the more dangerous stuff. Like we look at the through line from Gamergate to white supremacy and flat earther like these things are complete through lines the anti-vax stuff all the way to anti-semitism like these things are there and what and you like you alluded to you got to nip it in the bud and with that that floor level remedial bar the nets never set that the nba didn't set that journalists asked kyrie irving are you like nobody held him to that standard that he's supposed to be working for that they are now trying to hold to that standard it happened in the wild with the microphones and journalists uh demanding that he do this and the people who say that they believe this the nba because it's not just the nets the nba definitely gave you know toothless responses to this days ago also and they never held him to any standard and now they have no choice but to do something about it 
they outsource the accountability to journalists. You are 100% correct. And in the process, right, what did they do? They treated Kyrie Irving like what he was being, which is a child, even though he is a 30-year-old man, right? Everybody, and this is the story of Kyrie with the Nets and in basketball in general, everybody is so afraid of him. Basically doing exactly what he's done for a week, acting not just deranged, but just like objectively immature. Right. And they refuse to treat him like an adult. They're so afraid of him being a child that they themselves stop acting like adults themselves. And so the story of this and how this happened, I mean, I think we know how dystopian it's about to go. Right. Mm -hmm. And all I want to keep doing is is thinking of ways to prevent like bad truly bad information from continuing to infect the brains of people who i don't think are actively trying to be super villains they're not trying to be evil i don't believe that's what's happening david but mm. at the same time when you're irresponsible there is a distinction i'm trying to draw without a practical difference oftentimes and that's why this had to happen. Like, I, I, it's not a perfect solution, but it, 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 it had to happen. It feels like this suspension for whatever length it's going to be. Yeah, it, it had to happen. But I mean, to your point, it has to go further than this. And, and this is a recalibration of how the NBA is supposed to handle this sort of stuff. Right. The NBA knows how to stand for white billionaires and its black male constituents like mm-hmm. they know when a police officer kneels on George Floyd's neck. The NBA knows how to mobilize and not out of their own goodwill. They had to be pulled into that space of mobilizing for that, you know, for these causes. But they can do that for black men. They have trouble when they when it's time to understand the totality of freedom movements and intersectionality and where black men interact with women and other groups and not knowing how to, for instance, speak about Anthony Edwards talking about you know, making yes. fun of a group of gay folks and not having a, a ready-made response. We can have, the NBA can have a ready-made response when police kill an unarmed black person, black male tomorrow, right? But when it comes to the overall linking of how do we get everybody free and talking to these groups that don't constitute their owners and their players and a large portion of their fan base, the NBA has no answer for it. And it's been proven all through this year from Sarver to Anthony Edwards to the whole week of this Kyrie mess. No, I mean, Adam Silver's great gift has been framed, has been miscast as this enlightenment Mm -hmm. and this progressivism, this true commitment to social justice. What he really has had is an incredible political savvy to build alliances with his players, with his star powerful players. Those men you refer to, that's what he's really good at. When he has that alliance, everything can flow out of that. And if it is in fact progressive and social justice-y, then great. But when it's not, we get this experiment where we're isolating variables. And look, I'm now like just in the mode of like, already getting preemptively frustrated with what people are going to say. Like that's how my brain is already working. I have internet brain. I think for all of us, for all of the critiquing we're doing of Kyrie, I already feel some of the same symptoms of like, I'm already thinking about the comments section. I'm already thinking about all of this stuff, but like we should acknowledge, right? Like Joe Tsai and China. Yes. We should have that conversation as well on a parallel track. That is totally fair. The moral compromises, the NBA and the owner of the nets have made. 
Totally fair conversation. I've covered it on ESPN Daily. There's been reporting on ESPN, actually. It's uncomfortable, but we got to do it because that's real. Simultaneously, also true. As someone who's written a book about how history can be better understood, right? Schools don't teach you everything. Certainly growing up, Kyrie said this, right? I finally started reading and learned what the real truth is. There is a grain of truth to that, right? I believe that there can be a more expansive, open understanding of different cultures, races, and history has been distorted and and written by the winners. All of that is so. This shit is on the ground, lowest level, basement, low bar, hate speech, okay? And so that's why the line had to be drawn. I mean, and it and it is just a pinpoint example of the overall nefariousness of white supremacy that puts us in these positions, right? That we have us arguing with black men in public place about who's being oppressed, about where, and like to to your point, the history of this this stems from the reluctance or the refusal to teach us our history or to be part of history where they're banning books that talk about what actually happened and it opens the door for people to go out and try to find this information any way that they can and they go off of beaten paths and they have these movements that are you know detrimental to the people who they're trying to hurt the most like these are all fruits of white supremacist work that are harming all of us and it just leads us to in this mix of not having answers and fighting amongst ourselves and just, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of the comments too. The Brett Favre stuff is going to come back up. Why aren't you talking about Brett Favre, which you've done a million. <laughs> we, I mean, on it. Exactly. We've talked we, about it. We can it's do all, all of it. going to be what about ism until we just can't do it anymore. No, all bigotries matter, right? That's where we're going, right. which is just, and so yes, we should be able to cover all things. This is not, but what this is about, and I want to bring an alabaster here in a second off of this mm-hmm. point, but what this is about, David, is recognizing that the center of the story is not even Kyrie Irving. It is right. Jewish people, okay? It is people right. who feel legitimately terrified, who have been insulted by virtue of their atro- of the atrocities visited upon their families, right? right. Six million dead in the Holocaust, Right. Like it's it's by virtue of recognizing them as the center of the story for now in this specific story that we have to have conversations like this. And we have to talk about the freaking like extremist sects of the black Israelites, which is a conversation again that is, as you alluded to, is just so damn complicated. But Alabaster, please come in and and join the mess. So. I have a question for you guys that brings us back to Kyrie a little bit. It's something I was thinking a lot with this, where Kyrie has been pinned as this free thinker, which is something that I disagree with. I think he's someone who actually thinks in a pretty closed-minded way, um, which is a theme that you see pretty common with hate speech. He doesn't see any viewpoint but his own. I find that really interesting because I was listening to your ESPN Daily episode, Pablo, and Nick Friedel said, the one thing that Kyrie won't do is be forced to do something he doesn't want to do. And in this case, it's apologize. And so that leads me to think he might never get over this. This might never end. He might be done playing in the NBA. Kevin Durant might be traded. And I wonder, like, what are the odds you think that this is all done for him, Brooklyn, everything? Extraordinarily high. I mean, that's I, I, I sort of wanted to lead with that at the very top and return to it. Thank you for bringing us back to the basketball part of it, because I think you're right, David. I mean... Let me put, let's even just put it this way. Would you be surprised if Kyrie Irving never played a game in the NBA again? Because I would not at this point. I, I mean, I wouldn't. I mean, he's missed 
he missed half of last season, and he's going. He's missed half of the. He's going to miss the half of the first ten games essentially of this season. It's remarkable. And you know, again, I think players are willing to stand with the Kyrie Irving, the Kyrie Irving that made the most important shot in NBA history, is somebody that you can allow a lot, allow to do a lot of things, right? The Kyrie Irving that goes out and scores four points. Right, we're coming off a four-point game. No, this like, is, is this, the is, your, this is, is the cynicism appropriately this coming is, back. This is the thing yeah. that that is that is it for me is that when you do something like that, that loses a locker room, it makes it easier for this to happen. And now you've cost more games. And now I don't understand. I mean, the team stinks right now. The team They're stinks so right now. So and bad. I know they want Eme to come back, and it's possible you can turn things over. The team stinks, and it makes it easier. To like, let's not act like Kyrie won't be in the league because of a moral thing here. Well, that, think, that's that's the nuance that we we should establish. Right. Thank you. Yeah, like it's not going to be like Ky- Kyrie Irving's averaging thirty five points a game. The Nets are eight zero. He said something terrible. He may not be in the league again. Like it's all wrapped around him not playing last season. Injuries, first round sweep, slow start, like. The Sean Watson is the bar for how we treat elite top tier athletes. And Kyrie Irving is no longer at that elite top tier status. So it is easier for us to say he might not be in the league anymore after this. Yeah. I mean, look, he was available in the offseason. Mm-hmm. No one right. wanted to acquire him for bargain prices, it felt like. Right. And so mm-hmm. if this is the end, I think you're 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 dead right about that, actually. That it's the end because it's not just that he won't do the remedial work which I cannot imagine him doing after the week that we've had in which he was given every single opportunity to just make this go away and would not. It's because he's increasingly just not good enough to justify the headache. And I think we're already there. I think we're already there. We've run the experiment. I mean, this is the same, this is the same organization. If I can like up the cynicism a little bit more, this is the same organization that could use a little bit of moral high ground as they're bringing Ime Doka in without, you know, making any sort of statement as of yet about how they're going to talk to their lower level female staffers, how they, if they're going to ask them how they feel about email coming, if they've done any due diligence, if they've spoken about, if they know exactly what happened in Boston. And so there, you could use a little bit of that sort of, we're doing the right on the right side of history cachet as you're, you know, making way and clearing out Steve Nash's desk to bring in Udoka. Yeah. I just, I just don't trust any of the players involved. I mean, literal players, metaphorical, political power players here. I mean, I just you know what I you know what I don't want to do, um, but will absolutely end up doing is clicking onto that uh, alarm icon on Twitter.com, which has one of those things where it's like twenty plus, and it's like I cannot wait to see what the f- this like uh, sewage is that I'm going to be wading into for the rest of this evening and possibly the rest of my life. But Alabaster, you want one more thing? I can sense it. What do you got? So. You touched on it briefly there, but I want to talk to you guys about the radio silence from the players. Um, no one has talked about it. And now he's suspended and people are going to have it, to answer questions about this. This is a test. Okay. This is, I'm glad you brought this up in a more explicit way, David. It's a test, right? Like this is a basic test and the NBA, all the players involved have failed it. 
Okay. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not giving the, I'm not grading on a curve here. I'm not saying to the Nets, oh, great. You finally figured out good. No, this was a failure. And now you're trying to do cleanup. But the, the guys in the league who you were referring to, and we can think of them, right? LeBron James, let's just say the obvious mm-hmm. name out loud. Mm-hmm. Like, I hate that again. I truly do hate that people who had nothing to do with this are getting sucked into having to give statements about this that are uncomfortable. I empathize with that. But when you are powerful and influential and this is happening in your league and you are a conscience of the league by your own design, like I just hope not even that they um, say something, but I hope they don't make this worse, man. I, I just... This could go bad. This could go really bad. I mean, it could go bad for the for the reasons I mentioned before. I mean, first of all, you have to check the temperature on how many people are. I mean, obviously, Kyrie is very, very far into a different place here, but it's not as far as you may think for a lot of folks, for some folks. Right. We have to think about how many folks that we're talking to in these powerful black spaces do not, you know, have grown up with this belief that the Jewish folks are tamping us down, right? That there is this, this power, this anti, this, you know, anti-Semitism that's going the cabal, on. And, yes, the new world right. order, whatever you want to call so, it, that dynamic. And that is the thing that, that I think Adam Silver does not want to happen. Like to have live mics in front of, even if three powerful players feel anything remotely close to how Kyrie Irving feels, that is not a, thread that you want to keep on pulling we're talking about this so i think which is what is as important as um who's speaking out is who right now is talking to their agent getting some information getting some books read who right now is learning something new about this that they did not consider before and that's i think where we're going to see you know what what the impact is if players who had some similar beliefs to what Kyrie Irving is talking about are learning about why he's wrong and learning about where to go from this so they can then get in front of that microphone and speak. I think that's the worthwhile thing. But if we're just throwing mics in front of people tomorrow morning and saying, talk about, um, you know, the Jewish community, talk about the origins of slavery, talk about, um, you know, the original Jews and things like that, we're, we're going to have a lot of of problems. NBA is going to have a whole lot of problems on his hands if people are not learning about this by the time it's, it's time to start talking. Right. I mean, it feels like it feels like what we're hoping for collectively at this point is just for good information to beat bad information. And the reminder, the hope, the prayer, honestly, for everyone's sake, is just that this story is told simply, right? Mm-hmm. That what this is about is not about taking or demeaning or diluting the history that we all sort of (laughs) aspire to in which you can feel proud of our ancestry, Mm -hmm. right? It's not about that. This is not about that. This is about a group of people that are currently endangered and Mm -hmm. who feel like they are at risk. And I hope that that is something that everybody involved in that dynamic for obvious reasons, right? can relate to and that's that's like that's that's why this that's why this should go well and why um i'm terrified that it won't man um and And, by the way yeah 
like there are we yeah. oh do, do you want to read this chat update for us yeah the Kurt, the video that Kyrie Irving has promoted is now number one list of bestsellers in religion and spirituality and bestseller in ethnic studies on Amazon right now. David, um, do you just want to like uh, turn off our computers and throw them into the ocean? Yeah, I feel like that's I, I wanna, what we should do now, maybe. Can I can I can I give a, a, a little deep? Can I talk about this a little bit? Like my my. You know, as as mentioned, I've written a book about my dad's time, the civil rights movement. My dad was supposed to be in the car with Goodman, Cheney, and Schwerner when they were murdered. He had bronchitis, could not be in the car. He was supposed to be the fourth dead person with them, right? And I say this because that car of folks who were fighting for liberation in this country, Black man, Jewish folks, right? And, mm. you know, Michael Schwerner was targeted more because he was a Jewish and B, um, you know, a race trader, right? And that when we talk about actual history and actual black liberation, right? Actual liberation of people all across this country, it is coalition building and coalition movement. And the way to destroy that is to tear apart coalitions and to have people fighting amongst these groups of people, right? And to have this movie in ethnic studies, like Dude. things that you research and talking about the history of people in this world and what they've accomplished, what they're doing, to have that anywhere near the list. First of all, Amazon needs to pull the damn. I was going to say, like First this is we, we that part fully cosign. If everything that we said is so, this is hate speech and deranged conspiracies. Take it off the platform. Like we can draw the right. line there too. Agreed. Yeah, take it off the platform. Like religion and spirituality ethnic studies it is a bastard bastardization of both and a travesty that this is at the top of that list and this again speaks to the power of people like Kyrie like Kanye like anybody who's you know who espouses this you may say oh this is fringe you may say we should ignore Kanye West but you cannot ignore it when people are draping hate speech on you know highway overpasses and people are reading this book and they are threatening folks like these things cannot as somebody who has had to talk to Homeland Security and put my own family on lockdown while people were threatening to come and shoot me and shoot my where I was teaching while I was mm. writing things. There is no such thing as saying that this is, should be ignored or that anything is too small to have us tamp down and fight against. Yeah. Yeah. Um, by the way, David Dennis Jr. Um, I know that this isn't just a sponsored content post for your book, but it does feel like maybe some people in the NBA should read it. And I mean that fully sincerely. Um, yeah, man. Thank you for doing this. This was uh, dystopian and somehow um, exactly what I needed. So thanks. Yeah, thank you. And then, you know, hopefully we can talk some sports a little bit. Some, some oh, time. yeah. Let's talk throw some touchdowns, ball. baby. Some, Ooh, look yeah, at that. Some, look at that three-pointer. Yeah. Swish. Yeah, somebody can uh, kick a field goal to the home run and, uh, <laughs> you know, shoot some hockey pucks or something. That'd be cool. We could do that. <laughs>